you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. I certainly hope this finds you well. We're having a good time here in Greer, South Carolina. I got Kevin here with me. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir. Isn't it great these people just tune us in, brother? It is an honor, and I I don't want to uh, let God down, but I don't want to let down helping people. You know, my greatest prayer is that God would do something uh, through the broadcast and. Uh, my strangest prayer is that they don't get as weird as we are. You know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it does rub off. I, I don't want people going to the water bubbler <laughs> and asking riddles is, is all I'm saying. But folks, but you can do whatever you want here. And I got one for you this one. We'll, we'll see how long we got here. I, I give Kevin about 10 seconds and then, uh, and then we got to come up with an answer, but what kind of car would Jesus drive? So that's the fourth grade riddle right now. Mm, what kind of car um these these riddles are just hey, hey. you know solo man yesterday was oh yeah i give up if you're a fourth grader you get this one all right it's called a chrysler and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a good one I, I don't care what anyone says yeah you don't have to mispronounce that like solo man yeah yeah Come on. yeah yeah well it just said solomon but i i mispronounced it for you so you wouldn't feel bad about it. <laughs> well, I, I feel bad anyway. So. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so, folks, here we are. We're, we're continuing on through the life of Christ. Before we do that, let me just say this up front. September 11th through September 15th, we want you to join us at South uh, Southland. God forgive me for that. At Camp Joy Christian Camp in Whitewater, Wisconsin. Just a short country drive from Canada, anywhere in the U.S. Uh, just makes you right smack dab in the middle of the country. About 40 minutes from the airport there in milwaukee we'd love to have you get a hold of mr moore out there today and make your reservation and we find ourselves in the book of john chapter five and there's sure been a lot going on right we we started out with the guy at the pool of bethesda with the five porches just hoping somebody would pick them up and throw them in and we went from there in chapter five we had the nobleman's son who was healed but i i think that lesson was as big for us and the nobleman as it was for his son who got healed because mm. his son was assured a place in heaven under that uh mm. under the idea of age of accountability i'm so glad we have a god who thinks of things like that and and, and then we went on from there and we've been talking about the persecution of jesus you got this guy running around with a mattress on his back uh and and i mean <laughs> and kevin his life changed man he's out there he's running up and down the street with a mattress on his back he's telling every hey thanks for that quarter you gave me thanks for the beef jerky man i'm gonna go get a job you know i'm going down to bmw i'm gonna get on that assembly line make the big bucks and yeah. and folks when god changes you you better be running up and down the street and they say well it's on a sabbath we don't like this and uh, and god's like if god wasn't working if i wasn't working on this day you wouldn't be breathing the world yeah. wouldn't be turning there's a lot of things that wouldn't be happening if you got that right. So even in the midst of our pain, our healing, or wherever we are on our journey, and folks, let me tell you, it is a journey. You're not going to pop out one day and be all better. It's a journey because we're going to have trials. You're either in a trial right now, you just came out of one, or sadly, you're just getting ready to go through one, but embrace them. Mm -hmm. That's what God wants you to do. And here we are, John 5, 21 
through 27. For as the Father raiseth up the dead and quickened them, give them life. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. So here we are talking about the resurrection. That fires me up. Uh, One day I'm going to be resurrected, praise God. And for the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father, which have sent him. And uh, there's a connection there. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me, have everlasting life, and shall not come into the condemnation, but is passed from the death unto life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. And we saw that, didn't we, man? There's some people that, oh, Lazarus, there's some people wrapped up in gauze and Vaseline and stuff trying to make their bodies laugh. He's walking around. So you got this guy with this mattress. We'll get there in a little while. You got this dead dude walking around. I mean, it was a good thing to be living a couple thousand years ago, folks. <laughs> Grab a hold of that. For as the fa- It's a good thing to be living now for as the father had life in himself so have he given the son to have life in himself and he have given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the son of man boy we're, we're learning a lot there right there jesus is a certain said hey there's going to be a resurrection i give life my father gives life um, and i'm allowed to do that too if you listen to me if you believe in me it's coming in verse 22 he's saying he's entrusted me in judgment that's a big deal christ Christ is messing up these religious folks. He said, wait a minute. Where, you know, we heard, remember that woman at the well said, we're waiting on Christ. He said, that's me. Your waiting's over. It's time to pull out the barbecue ribs, praise God. There's no longer a, a moratorium on that. Go ahead and hammer them, praise God. And put some, We just ate some serious pride. I told you guys about that. But anyway, and, and so he, again, he's emphasizing, Kevin, this inseparable link, the importance of listening to his word, word hearing his word. He's, you know what I love here? He's stating that, listen, my father has given me authority, and there's coming a day that those who believe in me, they've got it made. They're all right. But those who don't, Kevin, so these Jewish people who are running around trying to give some weird Old Testament version of absolution, which is absolutely good. I get that. But Christ is blowing that away, saying, don't you remember Isaiah? Don't you remember Daniel? Don't you remember all over the Old Testament where their Savior was coming? It's messing them up, brother, right? Yeah, yeah. They they separated in their mind the the uh, the that God could have a son. And when his son showed up, even though, you know, it says in the Old Testament, what is his son's name, <laughs> if thou canst tell? It's, I asked a rabbi that one day. What, what, what do you think about his verse? What, what is his name and what is his son's name, if thou canst tell? That's in the uh, end of the book of Proverbs. But, but anyway, uh, yeah, they missed it totally. And um, this, these verses describe with real good precision the connection of the father and the son. And we mentioned that yesterday. So this, um, this verse here where it says that all men should honor the father, verse 23, even as they honor, honor the son, even as they honor the father, he that honoreth not the son honoreth not the father, which has sent him. And this whole passage of scripture deals with the father wanting to accept people based on their acceptance of his son. And, you know, the plan of salvation is wrapped up in a person, Jesus Christ. God has made it so that we cannot, since we cannot earn our way to heaven, there is a plan of redemption 
that was paid for and, and, and performed by Jesus Christ and Thank based you, on their acceptance of him, a sinner can be completely scot-free and forgiven and and have peace and joy in their heart to be able to live their life for God as they're intended. And we are a new creature in Christ Jesus. But, man, praise God that uh, we have this relationship with God. You know, the illustration, before I hand it back to you, is that um, it is, I'm sure you've heard this illustration, Doug. The man, uh, I've, I've heard it said a couple different ways, and I'm not sure the factual part of it, so it may just be literally an illustration. A man who, uh, had, whose son died in a war, uh, he himself died. And at the auction, at the beginning of the auction of all of his goods, he was a rich man. Uh, the first thing that was put up was a, a, a painting of his son or a picture of his son in his in his uh, military uniform. And um, and so as, as this went up there, people were puzzled. Why in the world, you know, we're starting off an auction of a rich man with his son. No one even knew his son uh, that's here. He died in the war many years ago. And um, people began to say, get it off the block, you know. You, you know we're not interested in this. Get you know where take away the picture. We want you know we want the antiques and we want all the other stuff, the tapestries and whatnot. And uh, the the auctioneer finally you know took a, a low bid. He couldn't get any more bids. He said, "Is there any more bids on this man's son that he loved very much?" Uh, no, no, there's no more bids. All right, going once, going twice. He said, "Folks, sold. End of auction." And people were just wondering, what does he mean? He said, folks, the, 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 the father of this boy said that, th- that he loved his son so much, those that would accept, those, whoever bids on the picture of his son because they are wanting his son will get everything else that he owns. End of auction. This man here gets everything else. Wow. What a great story and what a great reality and truth that we find in that. You know, that analogy is the reality of Christ as Savior, the Father's Son. And you want to get to the Father, you get through him, through the Son. And, folks, there's so much good in that when you think about that. And uh, I, I was thinking this, you know, as we've been going through this scripture over and over again, uh, I'm just led back. We're looking at the life of Christ And I think the number one thing that's important to me is the divine power of Christ. And over and over again in the scripture here in chapter five, folks, we're seeing this divine power of this wonderful Savior who can take us from our lowest points, our lowest places, pull us out, brush us off, clean us up, and send us back to a crazy world until we get the call from him. Hang in there. We'll be right back. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. I got to tell you, folks, in my life, I was brought up in religion and steps and things of that nature. So as a little kid, I was so confused and so messed up. And here we are in Scripture talking about this God that has the divine power to give life. And in my mind, this is a great thing. So any of us who accept Jesus Christ, who hop in the Word of God, we're excited about our Savior having the divine power to give life. 
And uh, folks, it won't be that terribly long, and we'll be looking at God healing dead folks and bringing them back to life and the changes he makes, and that excites me. And, he, he, you know, he's talking about his authority to judge the world. And, and Kevin, you had mentioned a little while ago there's a couple judgments that go on when we that's going to go on in heaven. And one of those mm. judgments is reserved for people who aren't saved. Yeah. And that's not a good one, brother. No, sir. <laughs> it's you know, and, and folks, I don't want to throw any uh, any funniness or anything. This is a terrible judgment. And what happens is for those people who have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, you're going to stand a judgment where you're not found in the book of life. That's what the Bible tells us. There hasn't been a time in your life where you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's our Savior. He has that kind of judgment authority. It's coming. It's coming. And and then one of the other things that I see in here that's such a great blessing to me is how we get eternal life by believing in him. You know, there's so many people. So I was brought up in the church. I was brought up in, you know, there were people with higher authority that could change the Bible. Even though in the book of Revelation, it says anybody who adds to or takes away from this word, there all these things, all these things we talked about in the Bible, the pestilences, the crazy things, and, you know, the bloody rivers, the frogs that can eat people. I don't no, they're all coming your way. And and your windshield wipers, they're not going to handle frogs. I, I'm here to tell you, I took a bird one time. It just wiped out my windshield wiper. It was like this. You know, when I had just got done watching that Alfred Hitchcock movie, The Birds. Boy, that freaked me out. So birds freaked me out, just coming clean. But listen, folks, getting away from old Alfred. I, Good we, evening. We, yeah. We serve a God that can execute judgment. Folks, we serve a God that can guarantee us eternal life in heaven. And if that doesn't excite us when times are hard, when the depression shows up, when we don't feel like people like us, when we think we're, you know, folks, when you look in the mirror and you feel ugly to yourself, when you look at your heart and you feel dirty, when your life is all upside down, you don't need that knucklehead down the road who's going to agree with you. You need to open the words of God and say, for God so loved the world, Kevin. Mm. He loved us. He doesn't care what we look like. Yeah. You know, the, the reality, everything you're saying there is it, it, it can really help healing. If someone is struggling with lies of condemnation, and let me just say something about the devil. The devil is a liar. It says in John yeah. eight forty four or John eight forty three or something like that, that when he speaks of the lies, speak of himself. So if he is speaking something to you about you, and you're kind of caught in that oppressive way of thinking, just mark it down. The thoughts you're thinking are not godly. They're not good. They're, they could very well be satanic. In other words, it's, it's, you're worse than you are. That's a lie. You're not that bad, all right? Or you're better than you are. He's also the prince of pride, the devil. And pride was his downfall. Pride is, it was the, the first sin of, creation, of all creation. So if he's speaking and you're getting kind of puffed up about yourself, you know, that in itself also, that brings the fall. And so a lot of times the, when we're eating dust with our, our jaw, you know, we're just dragging ourselves low. It's because we were lifted up too high. We were on a pinnacle. Maybe someone else put us on a pedestal, and we, we, we cast ourselves down. And now you find yourself low. You failed. You were brought low. And David over and over said that happened to him. He was brought low. And uh, he sought the Lord. He found the Lord when he was brought low. But if you've been uh, at the bottom, you didn't realize the devil's been lying about you. And um, I want to say one of the things that 
that used to get to me um, is the idea of of God being the judge. You know, um, over and over in the scriptures says the Lord will judge, the Lord will judge, the Lord will judge His people. And I just want to point this out, Doug. I was waiting to get to this passage of scripture: "The Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment to the under the Son." God's Son has been vested by His Father, who's the Judge of the universe. Uh, certainly, he was the Old Testament judge, and and there, we're talking about, you know, God. God does judge, and but we tend to think that His judgment is only on the negative side. That it only passes a negative judgment. Like you said, the Great White Throne judgment is in fact going to be a totally negative judgment in that it's the last remaining judgment upon mankind. These are the people that um, refused to receive the the plan of salvation, and their names are not written in the Book of Life. But the judgment, really, this helped me, this helps healing. When you realize judgment is simply God's judgment call, and he's committed to his son to make the judgment calls. That's, that's just God thinks so much of his son. He's like, whatever my son's decide, decided, I'm going to go with. So ask my son, what, what, what does he say about it? That's his judgment call. And so it's not necessarily him destroying people. You know, you tend to think, you know, preaching a message about fiery judgment. Yeah, fiery judgment is the wrath of God. That's real. But that's the that's God's last resort. He wants to deal with sin. He will ultimately rid creation of it. But in the life of a believer, God has already judged his, uh, you know, condemned his son Amen. for us. Yeah. So the judgment calls that he makes every day for my life can be good or can be bad. In fact, it says, uh, the Father, uh, I'm sorry, that all men should honor the Father. Um, there, there's a verse here that talks about, um, hmm, uh, I think we're going to get to it next time, so I don't want to get ahead yeah. of ourselves. I do that every time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but I really praise God, Doug, because I, I had to realize Whereas I, as you know, Bible believing Christian, sometimes think, "Boy, God's going to judge me about this." Oh, God's going to. I mean, we're talking about. I've been. I got saved in 1979. There's a lot of times where, you know, you, you have time to think. Well, God's especially as a young believer, God's going to judge me about this. God's going to judge me. Ah, you know. But I, I had to realize. Wait a minute. The judgment of God is a good thing. He's going to make a judgment call. And in fact, the scripture. I know we're getting toward the end, brother, but. The scripture, read, look up the word judge or any form in the scriptures of the word judge. And uh, for instance, Rachel said, God hath judged me and has also heard my voice and hath given me a son. Well, that's a good thing. Sometimes God will make a judgment call based on something good and, and he's going to reward you. That is God judging as well. Genesis 49, 16, Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. So the judges were deliverers. And again, we're talking about we are judged based on the relationship of the father with the son. So the son, his judgment call, if we want to stay close to Jesus, read his word so that his father is always willing to bless us and make a good judgment call, that helped me that I don't have to ever fear judgment as a Christian. Yeah, no, that's great stuff. And, and you know, we talked about one judgment. There's actually two judgments that are going to take place. And the first one is for those folks who are unsaved, you don't want to stay in that judgment. That judgment ends with you being ordered for a, an eternity, never-ending, uh, to the lake of fire, hell. 
And then there's another judgment that Christians see. So we don't get away scot-free, brother. But as I told you folks, I think last week or the week before, you will never stand judgment for your sins. They've been paid for. But, you know, God gives you a ministry. The minute you say, I accept you, Jesus Christ, as my Lord, Lord and Savior, I believe in you alone. You alone can take away my sin. You alone can take away the sin of this world that I've had. Save me in Jesus' name I pray. And you know what? The Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord is saved. But there's then ministry begins. That minute yeah. you accept Jesus Christ, you're going to be judged at what you've done with it. Yeah. And, folks, it's exactly a pretty right. big deal for what God has done for us. God saving us isn't a small thing. It's not someone changing our oil. It's not mm. even – I mean, it's not even someone giving us $100 million. I mean, it's eternity. You're saved from the lake of fire, and you get to serve him. And, folks, so significant is that Holy Spirit of God that's right now sitting in your heart. So don't let the devil mess with you today. You're not ugly. You're beautiful. You're perfect. You're so great. The things you do aren't bad. No. Christ loved you so much, he died for you. So wear a smile and show people that today. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation, or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.